Welcome everyone, it is Dylan from Class 1A bringing you another My Hero Academia chapter breakdown. This week we have chapter 348, Unrequited. Alright, and a bit of context for this one, this one is coming out on a special Friday release, and it's a little bit shorter than the other ones, but I think it is the perfect length, so let's get into it. We kick off the chapter right after Toga's confession that she wants Deku to be her boyfriend. Deku reacts very reasonably with, what are you talking about? Okay, and this opening just had me totally rolling. I mean, like, it starts off with the narration after, like, this, like, kind of serious moment. It's like this narration that usually is done by Deku, um, but of course, at the end, we get the damn nerd. So we know it's coming from Bakugo. Roast that damn nerd to death! All the way to, like, the very real and, like, grounded reaction of, like, what the hell are you talking about? Because, like, yeah, they're in the middle of a fight, and she's, like, confessing her love for him, and she's a bit, like, what is she doing? I mean, at this point, like, they've met three times? Like, barely any, like, like they met, like, once at the forest training, uh, once at, like, one of the inter-school competitions, uh, and then this is, like, the third time that they ever met before. I mean, Deku has, like, a good semblance of who Toga is, of course, but, like, they never really see each other. Toga then explains to Deku that for her, love and wanting to be someone is one and the same. And I just want to call attention to this panel real quick because like I love when Horikoshi does this of where he takes his normal art style and kind of breaks it a little bit and gets it super stylized to really emphasize certain like properties about this person. So for Toga, like if you look at her here, like her face almost distorts into like this sketchbook kind of quality. Like you can basically see all the individual pencil lines here. And I just love that like weird distortion because it, it becomes like such a beautiful panel and how chaotic it is. Deku then refutes Toga, saying he feels the same towards All Might, but he'd never hurt someone he loved. All the while waves crashing between Toga's attacks. And this setup here for Toga is so incredibly scary. I mean, if you look at it, Deku doesn't have his dangerous sense at all. And then on top of that, you have the different waves crashing in here. And that is like the perfect time for Toga to copy somebody else and just to start looking like someone else between these waves. Like all this chaos happening, like with all the waves crashing in, you would never know when she actually changed into someone and not. Like you could barely keep track of people around you probably. In all the chaos of the fight, Uraraka steps up to back up Deku. And Toga's angry now. Angry that Deku is rejecting her. Angry that the world is rejecting her. And now she's rejecting the world. So at this point, I hope it's really obvious that Toga is completely detached from reality. I mean, we were getting somewhere with her in the chapters leading up to this, like for, for a really long time now, of where she built up that friendship with Twice, and we had a lot of really good moments there, and she had a lot of introspection. She started talking with Uraraka a little bit, and she started showing signs that she might be coming over uh, to the hero side a little bit. Um, and we even got all that sad backstory to set up like a really good redemption moment. But clearly, she has been pushed over the edge. I don't know if it was the death of twice that really did it, or maybe now it's like really sinking in and that's what really did it. Um, but she's like completely detached from reality here. So if you look at the situation here, it's heroes versus villains and they're fighting over the sake of the entire world. Literally, they're fighting over the world at this point. And all she can think about is Deku and how she wants him to be her boyfriend so she can drink his blood so she could become him. Like deranged, completely like detached from reality here. And I think the same is like really true for Dobby of where these two people are just too far gone at this point. I was hoping for some sort of redemption that we like might be able to hold on to them, but I think that they're gone and they're lost. And like the only thing you can really do for them is just to defeat them, put them in jail, and hopefully at this point they're, they get some sort of breakthrough there. Toga thought that Uraraka would actually understand 
that she would understand because she is also in love with and she is cut off as Froppy, the voice of reason here, tells Deku to stop chatting about romance and get out of here. Okay, and thankfully we have some sort of level-headed person here. And I think she's not only talking to Deku, but she's also like talking to the reader directly here of like, hey, stop thinking about romance. There's like a, a literal battle over the world right now. Go focus on that already. We end the chapter with a good luck from Uraraka as Deku speeds off back to UA. Okay, so I think this needs to happen for two main reasons here. One was because of Toga. We need to wrap up that storyline somehow because like her whole gimmick is that she's in love with Deku. I mean, since like the forest training arc, she has been obsessed over him. And that's kind of like what's been uh, going on like around her of like, that's like her main motivation for a lot of these things and major gimmick. So you need to like, just wrap that up somehow. And two, you need to throw off Deku just a little bit. You need to get him out of UA just long enough so Shigaraki can kind of go nuts over there and make the hero sweat a little bit. And I think just having him go to a different location, spend time just talking for a little bit and then having to run all the way back to UA, is gonna be just enough time to make the hero sweat and to set up something really, really good there. And I also think this is just an amazing setup for Uraka and Froppy. They really needed this fight. They needed that final moment to really shine and show that they are heroes that can stand up on their own. And I think having both of them take on Toga is just perfect here. And this is a big moment for Deku as well, because before he had to save everybody. It was always him saving people. But now he's able to put his trust into Froppy and to Uraraka and let them handle this. He has full confidence in them so he can go take on Shigaraki. I definitely do think that this seals Toga's fate though. I don't think she's gonna be redeemed at this moment. I think it's going to be a battle and that's it. Uh, I think she said her piece. She's gotten her feelings out before. I, I told you there was gonna be some feelings happening. I think this is it. I think from here, they just fight it out. And like I said before, I think the same thing is gonna happen with Davi as well, of where he's just too far gone. He is like too crazy at this moment to really be brought back to the side of heroes. The only thing I can really hope for is that there is just some shred of humanity still left in Shigaraki. Cause I think the big thing that we need is we need to save someone from the League of Villains. Just somebody, anybody needs to be taken from the League of Villains and brought to the side of heroes. Um, I think it'd be a really disservice just to have all these characters just not be redeemed in any sort of way. I think somebody, somebody here needs to be redeemed. They need to show us that anybody could be saved in theory. So what to really expect next? Well, there's a lot that can be going on from here. So what we have currently is we still have what's going on at UA. So there's probably gonna be some, some scuffling around there before Deku actually shows up. So that's a big major plot point right there. We have obviously the Toga fight that still needs to happen that we just left. And then we have two fights that haven't even started yet. So obviously we still have the Dobby versus Shoto fight and the All for One versus Endeavor and Hawks fight still to even start. Now what we should be really looking for is in the next couple chapters, just to see what the pacing is gonna be like. If we're gonna bounce between these two fights, we actually might wrap them up before jumping into other stuff. But what I'm really expecting here is to start jumping into those other fights just to pick them up a little bit because we're going to be in the cliffhanger zone. We're going to have like 18 cliffhangers all over the place. I think it's going to create that kind of chaos and excitement and just like anxiety overall that is it is the war. Like essentially this is going to be what the war is going to feel like of like a ton of different things happening all at once, jumping between stories, cliffhangers here, cliffhangers there, and then seeing it all come together at the very end. 
but I guess we're just gonna have to see next time when we pick back up on the story next Sunday. If you want some more anime action in between, Andrew and I just started picking up Demon Slayer again. We started at the movie, which is an absolute masterpiece. So if you wanna hear us talk about Mugen Train, go check that out. Uh, we have some awesome talks about it. It's just more gushing about the series because it's just so good. And if you like My Hero, you're probably gonna like Demon Slayer. Both are amazing series, so go check that out. Otherwise, subscribe and I will see you all next class.